when our customers come to Field Screens for St. Patrick's Day, they are coming to experience a entirely rethemed show. It's not the same Field of Screams. It's Field of Screams, St. Patrick's Day. Coming up, Field of Screams is open this Saturday for their third annual St. Patty's Day event. And we'll hear all about it. The single-day event features uniquely themed building decor, scenes, evil leprechauns, and sinister trolls. If that seems like a lot of work for a one-day event, trust your instincts. And we'll get into that as well. I'm Philip, and you're listening to the Haunted Attraction Network. Here's Jim from Field of Screams to explain more. My name is Jim Schof, and I am the co-owner of Field of Screams. So Field of Screams, we are a haunted attraction located in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And we've been scaring the crap out of people for 30 years now. I am talking to you today because you are going to be open on March 12th for your annual St. Patty's Day event, which is something that you create entirely new characters and scenes for. Tell us about that. About three years ago, we had the idea to add on some off-season events. They were very successful right from the start. And the cool thing about our off-season events is it's Field of Screams with a different twist. So depending on what the holiday is, we make the twist different. For our Christmas show, we got the Demented Elves and the Krampus and the Creepy Santa Claus. And then for Valentine's Day, very similar. We have the Cupid and the Hearts and the Pink and all that sort of thing. And now for St. Patrick's Day... We have the leprechauns and the trolls, and things are green. Uh, we got the shamrocks and the clovers and the gold coins and just all the traditional St. Patrick's Day theming. So it gives our customers a different look at Field of Screams. It gives our staff a different creative outlook into the show. When our customers come to Field of Screams for St. Patrick's Day, they are coming to experience a entirely rethemed show. It's not the same Field of Screams. It's Field of Screams. St. Patrick's Day. That's a lot of work. It, it, it is a lot of work. As we've been developing these off-season events, we've gotten more elaborate. You do have to keep in perspective that it is a one-off show. It's a one-night show. You can't spend a month getting ready for one off-season show, each one. So that's why we've taken the approach of about a 10-day time commitment to each of the off-season shows at this point. And those 10 days have added up now for three years to be 30 days. So We just keep adding to that inventory. The first year, we didn't blow it out of the water. It was St. Patrick's Day with a couple characters dressed up in a St. Patrick's Day-themed costume. Once we saw it was successful, okay, we'll devote a little more time to the year two, develop a bigger inventory, a better design, some better ideas, spend a little more focus on it. So you do have to keep it in perspective because there is only so much time to get ready. So, I mean, the other thing with us doing the off-season events, we are Field of Screams full-time year-round. This is our job, and we have about 10 full-time staff that year-round, this is their job. We have a lot of staff. We have the ability to do it. If you're a seasonal haunt and you're part-time, it's going to be – it's a lot tougher. But, you know, when you make the jump to a full-time haunt and now you have full-time staff, and maybe you can't really keep them active all year-round, it gives you an excuse to – give them work or there's work to do in the off season for these off season events. But, you know, and the other thing with the off season events is you can't do it half ass. You can't get away with having a half ass show for St. Patrick's day. And people are like, Oh, what? They made it sound like it was all going to be different. And then we came out and it was the same thing we saw in the fall. So you have to make your show cool enough and different enough that when people come out, they feel like they got their money's worth and they saw something different and it 
did feel like St. Patrick's Day with not overspending or over budgeting, which on that market, the marketing end of it, that's challenging as well because you don't have the momentum building of your haunt season where people are talking about it on social media or a TV station is talking about it, a radio station is talking about it, they see the billboard, they see the flyer. There's all that momentum that builds and builds word of mouth. And then you're like, the crazy thing with all of this that we do, even in the haunt season, we're at the complete mercy of the weather. So it sounds like you already have your year-round team and you're at that scale. And to an extent, you already have those top fans. You have those people yeah. that love the experience. And that this gives another way for those top fans to engage more than once a year. And it's basically doubling the amount of time those people have with your haunt each year. You're exactly right. The, the top fans... They want to come to Field of Screams. But yeah, for the off-season events, it's your hard, it's mostly your hardcore fans, your enthusiasts, your haunt review groups talking about it. We actually had two news stations out for Valentine's Day because I'll send out a press release to try to get a little more exposure. And two of our local stations picked it up and, and came out and really helped me market it for free. Did a great job at promoting it. It's a fun, different story for them as well. There's less competition. Even though you guys are a, a large, established brand, there's still noise when it is in Halloween. You know, because you get lumped into that category of, oh, it's Halloween time and you're a haunted house. And you get lumped into the category of all the other haunted houses, you know. And, yeah. But here, you're probably the only spooky thing in the market to do for St. Patrick's Day. And that makes it really much more unique. Because like you said, not only the bloggers, but also mainstream or anybody else that's looking for a funny anecdote or a funny thing. And even if they don't attend too, it's still an excuse to get the brand out in front of people. Even if they don't attend the event, they still hear Field of Screams over and over throughout the year. It That's important too. Yeah, you're right. And, and another thing with the off-season events too is that it's a good outlet for people to choose something different. Like, do we really want to just go out for Valentine's Day to dinner? Like, every year for the last 20 years or 10 years or five years, whatever it is. But, you know, you offer, oh, let's go to Field of Screams for a date night for Valentine's Day. It's just a different experience that it's just like kind of cool. So I think I've found that kind of a cool little marketing niche or just uh, something that interests people. You have another one planned for this year. You have a halfway to Halloween event planned and you have a two night special going on with that. We do. Yeah. So our last off-season event of the year is our halfway to Halloween event. And normally that would be around the 1st of May or the 30th of April, depending on what Saturday falls closest to that. But since the calendar is friendly to us this year in May with having a Friday the 13th, we bumped back our halfway to Halloween to that weekend. And we're running a two-day special for Friday the 13th of May. And May 14th, that's our halfway to Halloween weekend. And from up until April 3rd, you get both nights for the price of one. So there's a BOGO. You purchase either Friday or Saturday, and you get the other night absolutely free. You can come both nights, and that special will be on the website. The earlier you get your tickets for our off-season events, the cheaper it typically is if you have a promotional code. And of course, then after that event is your 30th season. Yes, you're right. After our halfway to Halloween weekend, we are looking forward to September 9th when we are open for our 30th year. It's been crazy. I don't feel like I've aged 30 years since then, but I probably look like I have. We're really making a lot of changes for our 30th year. And something I should mention as well, 
when you come to these off-season events, one of the cool perks is that you really get a sneak peek at some of the changes we're doing. We've made two major room changes to the Den of Darkness. We've made a major room change to the Asylum. So we're kind of blowing out the budget this year. There's going to be something, I, I don't, I'm going to tease it. There's going to be something very cool happening in the entertainment area for our 30th year celebration. We're inspired by the best. So like you look at Disney World and obviously we don't have their budget, but to try to strive towards the greatness that they can do is, is just inspiring. And that, that's what you try to achieve. So we have something very cool that we're, we're super excited it's underway. We're working on it right now for the entertainment area that'll happen throughout the night. More to come on that. So we're excited. It's going to happen. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Luis Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Haunt Topic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.